Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Vain Valpurgis Nacht. If you like our show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com nerdsmith. We have tons of fun bonus content and more for your enjoyment. Thank you all, and let's begin. Last time on In Vain. This one is called Illuminate the Trail of the Prey. And if I cast it, then I will see anywhere that Jaeger has been. And it will lead me to wherever he is right now. Should I cast it? I'll take his place. Oh, no. No, it does not work like that. Jaeger will be in our possession in 24 hours, one way or another. And if there are people in this city who have broken more laws than him and caused bigger breaches of the masquerade? We will need someone every decade. Topper will keep them. So whatever you think you know, understand that not only is the Camarilla here, High Council as well. And we are watching. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Vain Valpurgisnacht. I am Tessa, your RPG mom. You can find me on Twitter at Selkie Dreams. I use she, her pronouns. And my favorite practical joke, uh, though I have never done this, I've always kind of wanted to, is to take the... Um, faceplate off of someone's shower head and put in a uh, bag full of powdered uh, Kool-Aid, uh, preferably the colored ones. And then when the person goes to shower, the hot water hits the Kool-Aid and then dyes their hair or skin uh, bright, fun colors. And it is completely harmless. Yes, that may or may not have made an appearance in one radio a few times because I really wanted to do it. No, no, I was going to say, that was from the movie Private Benjamin. I've never seen that, so... You should. should do it to Logan, or your child. Mm, I like um, sleeping soundly, safe in my bed, knowing that retaliation will not occur in my house, so no. No, I think, I think she likes sleeping in bed next to someone who isn't covered in sugar ants. There's that, too. All right. Hey, I'm Fennec, your TTRPG floof. You can find me on the Twitters at the Fennec Wolf. All one word. Super simple to find me. Um, I use she, her pronouns. I play Yulva the Nosferatu, who also uses she, her pronouns. And my favorite prank. I just have to go with the classic, lighting a bag of dog poop on fire and leaving it on someone's porch and running away. Hey, I am Chad. Uh, I twit. If you're also a twit, you can catch me at Chadlicious. I use he, him pronouns. I'm the storyteller here, and I don't use any accents. I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I thought maybe I should start doing that, but now it's too late, and I'm too afraid to ask. Uh, and if we're going for favorite pranks, there are so many things you can do with uh, cling wrap. Saran wrap, as I used to call it back home. Uh, my One of my favorite things is putting it over a door frame and then having somebody chase you through it or just, you know, covering the toilet seat with it and then hearing the screams. And 
today we have a special guest joining us again. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Hello, I'm Autumn, and I I use she/her pronouns. Artist and writer. You can find me on Twitter at Blaze. And I will be reprising the guest role of Sue Spirits. Yes, for some reason, we're bringing the werewolves back. This should be fun. Because they're awesome. Autumn has a Patreon. Go follow it. It's at Lassalon Tenariel. In vain has a Patreon, too, through uh, Nerdsmith. So you know, I guess we're all just kind of pimping ourselves here. That's what the introduction's for, right? Yes, I am not cheap, but I can be bought. We're going to discuss the weird things on our Amazon wish lists next episode, Chad. Next episode. Oh, if we if there is a next episode, I don't know. We need to see how this one goes. Uh, dun, 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 dun. There's a, a whole lot of shit has been happening in this game. And as I recall, last time uh, Yilva, well, last time Yilva had been going all over the city kind of spying and doing things and caught up with Maria and let Maria know what was going on. And Dallas was flying off to the woods in Raven form to see if she could reach out to the pack of lupines. So we're going to pick up there. We don't have to do rouse checks or anything because we are picking up on the same night as we left off last episode. So, Dallas, you are flying through the air. You are headed towards the Odinvald. Where are you going? And what do you plan on doing once you get there? Um, I'm going to head to the dead drop, and I'm going to write a note to the werewolf pack. um, (sighs) Uh, basically telling them that I'm so sorry for their, their loss of ancestors honor but, and also saying if you really want to re- avenge his death and hit up where it hurts this is the place this is the time we need this uh, this attack needs to happen okay so you have every intention of, of writing that letter and I'm assuming that you're not going to be writing this in raven form you're going to be going back to your humanoid form Yep, um, I've left a little, like, scribble pad um, by the dead drop so I can leave write messages there if I need to. While you, when you get to the dead drop and you start, take the pad and you start writing, there's somebody in the woods who, who's really interested in having a conversation with you. Uh, let's see, soothes the spirits. You were right after the unfortunate incident that happened where one of your packmates was killed by the leeches of the city. Uh, Dallas is here leaving a message. And I'm pretty sure that you are interested in asking her a few questions, are you not? Oh, yes, definitely. Well, let's role play that out. How do you approach her? Do you approach her slowly and calmly or do you want to make sure that she's not going to run away make sure she's not going to run away alrighty then so let's see Dallas I need you to give me a composure and awareness roll two successes alright that was a good roll but apparently not good enough to hear a werewolf trying to sneak up on you soothes the spirits would you be so kind as to describe exactly what happens what you do and what you say she would sneak 
up carefully behind her. Slowly at first, until there's only a little bit of space between, and then try to tackle her to just to, not with the intent of harm, but just to pin her down so that she can't get away. All right, like tackle her down to the ground? Yes. Okay. Okay. And just out of curiosity, because the different forms do give you strength bonuses, what form are you in? Are you in human form? half-human, war form, half-wolf, or wolf? The strongest one she can get while still being able to communicate. So half-human. Half so it's not... It's human form. It's like a slightly more muscular, a little bit hairier, and just like your, your voice is more guttural. But people can... If you're wearing a trench coat from a distance, people just think you're a normal person. So you jump on Dallas, jump on her, pin her down. Uh, Dallas, you are taken by surprise, so you get slammed down to the ground easily. Mm. Hello to you too. Glad you could join us. We were hoping you might talk, or at least I was. I am hoping to have a conversation with you all as well. I'm not going anywhere. This is a little bit, um, uncomfortable. Uh, do you mind letting me up so we can have this talk where my face isn't in the dirt, please? A little bit. Do not fly away. I have seen you do that before. <laughs> mm, not planning on it at the moment. She'll let her up, but just like remain close so that she, just in case she's ready to grab her if she tries to get away. Okay, so Dallas, you get up, you dust yourself off, you, you spit some dirt out. Ah. Uh, Thank you. Um, I am, first of all, let me say how sorry I am for what happened to Ancestor's Honor. It was, um, I was really hoping there would not be any harm to any of your people. And I'm sorry for that. As am I. What? We were hoping that you might have some more information. Do you know exactly what happened to him? Who did this? I know who did. I don't know how. Um, and I only saw the aftermath because I was not there. Um, I was there when his head was presented to the prince, and it was awful. And I was heartbroken and so upset. On, on your behalf and for us his. The person who did this is known as the sheriff. He's a awful kindred. His name is Maximilian. Um, he is unhinged at the best of times and downright murderous at the worst. There was more than one who took him. What is the other one? The other one is a Tremere. He's... He's a friend of mine. I... am sad that he was involved. Lovely friends. I wish he hadn't been involved. Likewise, you have chosen perhaps poorly on that front. I didn't know that he was going to be involved. I can at least say that with all honesty. Luckily for you, I can tell that you were not involved by your scent. 
If I had been, perhaps things would have gone differently for Ancestor's honor. I do know that Max is afraid of me, so that's something. I would have helped him. That is good to hear. You were leaving a message. What was it? There is a warehouse that is heavily warded. Um, that I would ask that everybody concentrate an attack on tomorrow. It is a tactical point. It would take time for the kindred in the city to get there. It, hopefully leaving time for the wards to be dismantled and then for you all to get out before any harm could come to anyone. It is probably, well, one way or another, if things go poorly tomorrow night, I may not be around much longer. There is a mark on my head. And I wish to end the control that these people have on the city. And one way or another tomorrow, it all goes down. I will be fighting as well. Very well. What will either of these men be there? I don't know for certain. I can imagine for sure Maximilian uh, would come. It is part of his job. I don't know about Leon. I see. Thank you for this. Maximilian is definitely the leader and the ringleader of this situation. I've... Leon is more of someone who is a soldier who has to do as he is told. That doesn't absolve him of any guilt. But I know it wouldn't have been his choice to harm anybody. I cannot promise his safety. But I thank you. This is a very dangerous place to be while my pack is in mourning. I also understand that. And I truly am sorry. I was trying to think, would she, sorry, would she have any of the pack around this area? Or no? I mean, you could have thought about this and wanted to speak to her alone and and you can always bring her to the pack if you want to or not it's up to you i will have to speak with the others before a decision can be reached i understand um would you like me to stay here i i do need to know if a decision has been made so i can plan accordingly with the rest of my group I do not mind waiting for an answer. Well, you're welcome to come along, but I cannot guarantee that will go well. I understand. I will do whatever you think is best. I am happy to wait, or I am happy to come with. If the pack wishes me to submit myself to their judgment as well, I am happy to do so again. Because you were leaving a note, and you did come, I will bring you along as not quite a guest, but not a prisoner either. You are, for the moment, under my protection. 
we will speak with them. Understood. And appreciated. Thank you. Okay, so are you taking her to see your pack? Yes. And she will stay in a form that she can speak in. <laughs> because she's going to have to let them know not to kill this one yet. Right. Okay, so you lead... So are you just leading Dallas? Or are you, like, blindfolding her or something? I don't know if you want to keep your pack's location secret or not. Dallas did find you guys. For the moment... Uh... She would let her see it, but less in a, I trust you with this information, and more of a, you will be trusted with this information for now. But whether that's a good thing or not for you, <laughs> it's to be seen. All right, we'll just play out that scene then. So Dallas, you are led to a clearing where the, the rest of the pack is. I mean, you've the pack has set up... You know, some tents. I mean, they, they can shapeshift into wolves, but still, creature comforts are still nice. Uh, Soothes, you come walking in. And so we, we, you know this. You already know what to expect. So you're coming into the, your camp site, basically. And Ancestor's Honor's body is being prepared for the ritual of mourning uh, that you all are going to perform, you know, as the sun is rising. To you know, send his body off to uh, send his spirit off to Gaia. Uh, so it's you know wrapped up in in linens and prepared, and you have ritually prepared his what's left of his body. I mean, his his headless, his head is gone. Would be nice if you had the head, but it's still fine. And so the remaining, the ones that are remaining in the camp are Bloody Roar and Judgment of Thor. Loki's lament is. You know, he's a ragabash. He's a scout. He's a spy. He's out in the city doing his ragabash spy things. You're not entirely certain what. Just barely skirts what's honorable. So you go walking into the campsite. And as soon as you do, you know, the other, the, the two men, they see you. They knew that you were coming ahead of time. And then bloody roar, your pack alpha smells Dallas. And he stands up and he gets bigger. He shifts into that half human form as well. And he starts walking quickly over towards Dallas and says, you got a lot of balls coming back here, Leech. She puts up an arm. She is here with information. We let her live for now. It is valuable. Yeah. You put a hand on his chest to stop him. He kind of looks down at your hand and looks at you like you must have gone crazy. And said, the last time she gave us information, Ancestor's Honor ended up dead. I am aware of that. Believe me. And I am Pack Alpha. It is my decision who is under protection and who is not. Do you challenge my authority? And he starts, he leans into you and he starts growling low in his throat. She does not look intimidated at the moment, just very serious. I do not say for always. I just believe that you should, I advise that you should hear her out. That is all I would say. 
Okay, in Dallas, you're, what you're witnessing right now is like two werewolves, two very muscular, very, I mean, angry. I mean, werewolves, even when they're the calmest, they still look pretty pissed off. They're just like kind of staring at each other. Kind of like, you know how like how, you know how wild animals do? You're a gangrel, you know this, how wild animals do when they're kind of, you know, trying to intimidate the other. They just kind of stare at each other in the eyes. So what we're... What we're seeing right now is a stare down contest. So let's see. Uh, Sue's the spirits. I want you to roll. Do you have any D10s handy? Yes. Okay, great. I want you to roll five dice. I will also roll five dice, and whoever gets the most wins. Okay. How many? How many of those dice uh, were six or more? Three of them were six or more. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Bloody Roar only got two successes. So you're, you're staring each other in the eyes. You're He's angry. You're trying to stay calm, but you're more in the whole firm kind of thing. And you're both kind of like growling at each other. And then eventually he just kind of, he looks away briefly. So you won the stare down. And so that could be seen as a, as a threat to his position in the pack, but we'll deal with that later. And he kind of huffs a little bit and he's just growls and goes, fine, we'll hear her out. But if I don't like what she says, I'm going to rip her throat out myself. And he huffs over to a log and sits down. Thank you. Please share with them what you told me. I am sorry for the loss of your pack, mate. Very much so. I was very hoping that there wouldn't be any harm to any of your people. So I am, for that, I am sorry. The man responsible is a horrible, horrible kindred by the name of Maximilian. He's known as the sheriff of our people. I despise him. He's truly broken I believe there is a tactical place to hit tomorrow night that will bring Maximilian to you so you can have your revenge for the death of Ancestor's Honor. It's a warehouse, and she'll give the description and the address. And uh, Judgment of Thor, he's the whole time he's just been sitting there, just calm, just listening getting a feel for what's going on here and bloody roar in the back ever so helpful says oh i see so here's another plan where you get us involved in your city's politics and another one of my pack gets killed is that what this is no your kind can't help but use and use and use until there's nothing left it is in your nature and i'll be Damned, I'll be I'll be worm eaten before I follow the orders of a leech. It is not an order. It is a hope, but it is not an order. And I will be fighting tomorrow as well. And Judgment of Thor puts a hand up and turns the bloody roar and says she's she's just offering us information. If we want revenge, it seems like this is an opportunity to get it. Is that right, Dallas? Yes, it will take time 
once the wards are being attacked on this building for Maximilian and his crew to arrive. It's a little bit further out of the way. I imagine once the wards are destroyed, that would you would have some extra time to get into an advantageous position. My group will be attacking in a different part of the city. The hope is to split their forces, giving you an opportunity for revenge, and also not quite as strong a contingent showing up to the wards. She does stake her own life in this matter. To me, that makes a difference. And Judgment of Thor says, I don't smell any deception or falsehood from her. She tells the truth. Judgment of Thor looks at you, Dallas, and says, so you're, you, what you propose is we initiate an attack that, what, is a diversion, brings them out, and then you are attacking where? Who? The head of the city. The prince himself, itself. You strike at the head yourself. Is that wise? Is anything I do ever wise? As I am in the middle of a werewolf encampment by myself. Well, that depends on your perspective. I believe that you are valuable allies. Not a tool to be used and abused and thrown away. As some of my people might. Most of them would think I was crazy for even coming to you in the first place. Yet you specify a particular building to attack. What is important about this building to your kind? In order for the wards in the city to have been powered, the jerks in charge called a tithe of mortal life and they're housing the bodies there of those who were given in tribute to the prince something I absolutely refused to partake in it was why I have a price on my head it is a charnel house so it is a, a building full of dead bodies and soothes the spirits. This is your area of expertise being a Therge. If we destroy the wards that are keeping these spirits out, what do you think could happen? That could be very dangerous. When Loki's Lament came to my club uh, a while back, um, I did tell him that I was that there was some concern over the wards being destroyed and what that would bring, but he didn't seem to think it was a big deal. Um, so I apologize if, if I am mistaken in that. Of course you wouldn't. Basic you know, judgment says we all have our areas of expertise, and Loki's lament is his is not the spirit world. I understand if it brings extra danger upon you if you do not wish to do such thing. I would not ask you to I would not ask you to put yourself in harm's way more than I already have and I apologize. Dallas, we are 
Gaia's warriors, it is our destiny to put ourselves in harm's way to heal the wounds that mankind has left behind. Indeed. And so by destroying this ward, we run the risk of a lot of spirits causing a lot of trouble. We would have to go in prepared. It is good that we know this ahead of time. Yes, perhaps, I don't know, perhaps we can arrange a large cleansing. That would be a very large cleansing, but not impossible. If there's anything I can do to help, please let let me know. I'm I'm I will do what I can. You need to make sure that the one responsible for the death of our packmate is there. Ones technically, but we are only certain of one of them being there. She did give me names. Yeah, we were attacked by two. So yes, the one who dealt the killing blow, obviously, but both, both deserve judgment. Very much so. I can promise one of them. I don't know about the other. I have a harder time getting a read on where he will be, uh, especially since the place that I am, I will be attacking is the home of his sire. And let's say that we strike, and then you strike, and you end up being successful. What then? Then my proposal is a world where, or a city where Lupine and Kindred have free reign and cannot harm one another. I would like it that you, well, I'm those who actively harm Gaia and her people would be sanctioned to have your purpose filled. I I don't want there to be any culling of mortals like sheep. I think it's wrong. Bloody Roar says he disagrees. Yulva would also like to point out there are just some people that need culling. Yeah, a little, little fun fact about Guru history. At one point in humanity's history, werewolves actually did that. <laughs> and that is the reason why humans have an inborn fear of werewolves. Like you see a werewolf in full werewolf form, some ancestral fear arises in them and it wipes their memory and they go into a blind panic. They go, ah, anyway, ah. Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of the werewolf tribes believe that the biggest mistake they did was stopping the culling because humanity went way out of control. Then they decided to just kill the other changing breeds. And well, the guru history is all full of being really stupid and killing things they really shouldn't have. Yeah. Of course, I would be very grateful for any counsel that you might offer. Our kind prefers not to stay in the cities, being as how they are. Well, that's man's domain. But what you are proposing, you're proposing neutrality, and you become the sole arbiter of who gets sanctioned and who does not? Wouldn't that make you, what's your term for it, the prince? Definitely not a job I want. But I do desire peace. And you're willing to go to war for it. Aren't most wars started in the name of peace in some way or another? 
It's a valid point. Whether or not we were we agree on philosophical levels, these wards must be destroyed. And if we're going to use this as a diversion to cause some instability in the what kindred, you called it, population of the city, all the better, so they can't reorganize and re-erect these wards. But we have planning to do. And at this point, everyone who's really good at hearing hears somebody coming out through the woods towards the campsite. And it's Loki's lament. He's he's you know still got his like nice shirt on, but the tie's off and the, the jacket's gone. He's wearing a backpack and he comes towards the camp and he starts going towards Bloody Roar and it's like, hey, I found this stuff and he stops when he sees Dallas and he's like, um, oh, hello. Hello, Loki's Mint. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Um, you're, you're here and your head is still attached. Hi. I am quite honestly just as shocked as you are. I figured I really don't have much to lose, considering tomorrow if things go poorly, I'm a dead person either way. Right. Well, considering how badly you screwed us over, and it, wait, what's happening tomorrow? I'm going after the prince of the city. I'm hoping that you, I can get you some revenge at the same time. Oh, revenge. Well, I mean, you're here right now, aren't you? He looks over at you, soothes the spirits, who's like close to Dallas. Is like, what, what, what's going on here? Soothes what? Why? Why is she? Why is she still allowed to be here? Because she has valuable information, and it is neither. She is neither the one who dealt the killing blow, nor the one who instigated it. Oh, okay. But she can get us to them. Oh, I see. So if I was in her position, I'd be saying all that stuff, too, just to make sure that I get to keep my skin on me. And Judgment of Thor says she's not being deceptive. And Loki's lament goes, oh, fuck. Okay. Um, so he looks over at Bloody Roar and it's like, so I guess I need to put this back wherever I found it and Judgment of Thor says I think we that might still come in handy bring it here and Loki's Lament brings over the backpack and unzips it for Judgment of Thor and it is chock full of chemical explosives ooh good find those may come in handy still yeah, Loki. Loki's lament was like, "Yeah, um, well, I mean, we were originally going to use this on your club, but I, I guess we're using this somewhere else." Thank you for not. Well, it's a good thing you came. I guess I do understand. I, to be honest, I would have understood. I was very upset when I learned about ancestors on her. Yeah, and Loki's lament hefts the backpack. It's like, yeah, we're about this upset. I mean, this 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 is enough to level a city block. Actually, I'm pretty impressed with myself. You guys have an awesome university. 
Uh, Judgment of Thor says that's enough, Loki's lament. And Bloody Roar stands up and he says, we're, we're acting like we're going to go ahead and go through with this. We haven't decided yet. Nothing has been decided yet. We will finish our morning and we will decide. I have things to prepare either way. Understood. And I will await your decision. Um, whatever you decide, my plans will not change. I have to act. But I will do my best to give you the, the revenge and the recompense that you so greatly deserve. Thank you. And Dallas, when you say that you're going to wait, like, are you going to wait, like, away from the camp, but still in the woods until they reach a decision? Or, or what? what's the plan here? Um, I will wait as long as I can um, away from the camp to give them time to decide away uh, without me standing there, because that's just rude. Um, I'll need to know before sunrise, because I got to get home. I don't have Yeager's ability to sleep in the earth, so... Um, and I would relay that um, I am happy to give them time. Um, I would need to know about an hour before sunrise, if at all possible, so I have enough time to get home. I'll wait by the dead. I'll wait by the dead drop if that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. You go far enough away where you're out of earshot, and I guess the pack has something to discuss then. And Bloody Roar comes over to you, soothes, and says, you stepped way out of line. I was not trying to take away your position. I merely believe that you should speak with her and hear her out. I do not wish to merely kill leeches. I wish to kill the ones responsible for this, specifically. If she can get me to them, then I will work with her gladly. That is where I stand on this. The most sacred law of our litany is kill the worm wherever it dwells and whenever it breeds. But she does not smell as the others do. She has not fallen that far. To me, there is a difference. Judgment did say she was not being deceptive. He did. What if she's using us, though? I mean, what if, what if, from the way leeches work, what if she believes that what she's doing is right, but she's being manipulated by somebody else? That's how it works. If we are using her to get our revenge, are we not doing the same thing? Certainly, our being there as a distraction will help her with her goals. Yes, she is using us in this way, but we are also using her to get to the people we wish to kill. Well, that we do have to take the wards down. If she is successful, which I seriously doubt, if she can actually change the way things operate in the city for her kind, and she sticks to her word, it would be a lot easier for us to cleanse the city. It would. Are you not using her now? She smiles slightly. He spits on the ground and says, the fucking leeches. 
everything gets so complicated when they're involved. I mean, just give me a straightforward disemboweling. Is that too much to ask? Evidently. <laughs> so she wants us to attack this warehouse. I don't know. He looks at the remainder of the pack and says, what do you all think? And Judgment says, well, Soothes does speak wisdom. This is a way for us to get our revenge and do what we set out to do. And if we shake up enough of the leech power structure in this city, that does make things a lot easier. If she is successful, that is a big if. If I recall, the leech that calls the shots in the city is the most powerful one. Dallas is... I do not believe that she has that kind of power. She, it's the way she carries herself. So we may succeed in this, but she may fail. And then where does that leave us? In a city full of leeches with a great deal of explosives and a lot of anger. It's not entirely a bad thing. Loki's Lament says, well, I mean, we can level a lot of the city with this stuff. If it's all gone anyway. If the plan is gone. Yeah, I mean, if we're just trying to destroy one building, I mean, that's not going to take this entire backpack. I mean, there's enough left over for some stuff. Maybe somebody can help out Dallas's team. I mean, if we're talking wartime and, and sneaky spy tactics, I mean, that's what I would do. And Judgment of Thor says, and that it is good to have a ragabash at times. I have no problem with working with her on this, as I have said. As long as the men who did this die, I do not. I am not that picky about how we get there. Yeah, the Alpha, your Alpha looks at you and says, yeah, you two seem to be very friendly. That's convenient. I do not smell the worm's taint in her. Yes, she yes, we know. You've said this several times. I do not know what makes her different. Why she has not had this take her over as the others have, but... To me, it means something. I still don't know why that matters, but fine. It seems we're all in agreement that we have to do something, and we do need to make sure that she is successful. So I guess we will do that. The three of us, the men, will attack the warehouse, and soothe the spirits, will shore up Dallas's defenses. If it looks like she is going to leave, do not put yourself in harm's way. I've lost one pack mate. I will not lose another. I do not intend to die in this, but if I do, I will take as many leeches with me as I can. Absolutely. So are we agreed then? Loki shrugs. I am. Yeah. Judgment nods. And Bloody Roar nods to you, soothes the spirits, and says, All right, go tell her the plan. As you wish. 
All right. So you go out and tell. So Dallas, you are waiting by the dead drop. This conversation has taken place. You know, it's it's been a little while. So what are you doing to entertain yourself and pass the time? Um, she's kind of just, um, she's drawing like in the dirt. She's kind of like making a map of the area where the warehouse is. And then also off to one side, making a map of where the, um, uh, the chantry is and trying to like visualize things from like, okay, where's the best angles if the chantry is here, which direction will they have to come from to get to the warehouse? Like trying to get, think as tactically as she can to give them any sort of information or, or um, bonus information that she can. And also just something to think about. Remember that the chantry, the, the Hexentorm, is in the new university. It's in the courtyard. So consider that. So she's basically, she's basically just doing everything she can to kind of give them as much information to make them as successful as possible. Okay. And while you're doing that, as you're finishing up, uh, Soothes the Spirits comes out of the woods to you. That was an interesting way of passing the time. That looks hopeful at least. Yeah, it's... um. I guess kind of ingrained in me to think tactically at all times. Not a bad trait, all things considered. I grew up the daughter of a soldier. It's in, it's in my my history, I guess. That's fair. The pack has reached a decision. They will be handling the warehouse and the wards, and I will be assisting you. It seems. They have some doubt in your ability to take out this prince of yours. It's founded. I, I, that's quite a lot of danger, and I understand if that's not something that you wish to do. But I welcome your help. Thank you. You're welcome. These. These are very bad times we are in, and I want my revenge. I'm happy to help. So where we will be then, is this is the area where the prince and her progeny um, live. This is uh, in the new university area, uh, so it's in the courtyard. It's, um, if you want, you can meet at my club tomorrow at, um, sundown, and we can go together from there. Very well. Yelva, my, uh, for lack, uh, my, my, basically my version of a pack mate will be there as well. I know that she is a little, um, more offensive to your nose, I believe, is how it was stated. You could say that. But she is trying to help as well. She just kind of snorts. Uh, These are very bad times. 
We will see how it goes, but if you can get me... If you can get my pack and I what we want. I do not say permanent truce, but at least for now, perhaps. I don't know if he will join us, but there is one other. Uh, his name is Jaeger. Um, he's like me. I don't know how he smells um, to you, but um, he might be helping as well. I suppose we will find out. Hopefully you chose these friends better than your other one. Thank you for your help. It's greatly appreciated. You're welcome. Don't get me killed. They probably won't uh, take that lightly again. If I do, I will gladly submit myself to be torn limb from limb from by your pack. It is the last thing I want is for there to be any more bloodshed in your pack. I appreciate that. I know I'm asking a lot of you. Until tomorrow. And Dallas will turn into a raven and head away. Okay, give me a rouse check. Yeah, I get hungrier. All right, what's your hunger at now? Three. Okay. Hunger of three. The beast is starting to pace in the back of your head, and you feel like you're, well, you're a bird now, so you don't really have shoulder blades, but that spot in the back of your neck starts to itch. And you know what that means. Tomorrow, you can have all of the kindred blood you want. The pacing feeling stops. So, Dallas, you go flying back to the club. And Yilva, at this point in time, it is pretty late, well, early at night. And you're you're done doing all of your rounds and everything. Uh, where would you be at this time? Where are you bedding down for the day? Yilva would bed down at the club. It's She knows that she's going to need to be near Dallas for everything. So she's going to take Elsa's old room and bunker down and go to bed. All right. Well, there's no furniture in there. Peter. Oh, right. Peter no longer here. Son of a bitch. Is there a rollaway bed somewhere? <laughs> there's a spare bedroom. We do have a spare bedroom. Yes. Okay. She would grumpily walk over to the spare bedroom and slam the door shut and wiggle under the bed with a blanket and burrito herself. Yeah, that is murder on your back, too. Oh, no, wait, there's a bed in there. Why did I say she'll burrito herself in the bed? All right, sure. All right, and Dallas, you go flying into your window, and you you come in there, you see that Jaeger has set up a Nintendo Entertainment System and a TV in your room, and he's just been laying in the bed and just playing video games. Oh, I want to play. That sounds like fun. You can be Luigi. All right. See, I'll play Super Mario Brothers until sunrise. Yep, because I'm a big dork. Sure. Okay. That's really sweet.
All right, and soothes the spirits. You go back to your pack and finish the final preparations for the ritual of mourning. And as the sun rises, you all shift. You howl loudly. So the entire spirit world and every being of Gaia knows and every worm creature fears that one of Gaia's mighty warriors is being sent back home and you burn the body. And you all have lots of planning to do. Next, the day passes and night falls and I want the vampires to give me a rouse check to awaken. Hunger for... Hunger... Uh, roll an eight, so hunger doesn't go up, it just stays at two. Stays at what? Two! Alright. Dallas, the beast is rattling... It's, it's breaking the locks on its cage right now. And it needs to feed. And you're at the hunger in you has got you kind of on edge, and you know what you're planning on doing tonight. And the beast is really looking forward to it so much so that you're starting to wonder if you're able to maintain control when the fighting starts. She's gonna, she's gonna try and find like a stray cat or something. <laughs> she's like, I can't do this. I gotta find something. Okay. So you get up, you, uh, you know, your humanity is pretty high. So every, all the other vampires are still asleep. So you sneak out the window and try to find something in an alleyway. Yep. All right. Give me a composure and animal Ken roll. Uh, it's a little more difficult since you are in the city. Uh, three successes. All right. You do manage to slake. Well, let's see, three. You slake one hunger from what you were able to find. A little bit helps. Yeah, it takes a little bit of the edge off, so you don't really have to worry much about frenzy at the moment, but still, you know, the you know, when violence and blood starts flying, there's no telling what could happen. All right. And so, Yilva, you awaken, not feeling any hungrier. You're not sure what creaks more, the bed or you? Probably me. Old Russian bones with arthritis. Stella is happy that you're awake now and starts nuzzling with you. Oh, hello, my beautiful girl. Yes, you're so cute. I love you. Mwah. Who's best girl in the world you are? Me. Yes, you are my smart, pretty girl. Yes, you are. And soothes the spirits. You are told, or you plan to meet at the club at night. Uh, like, are we talking this early or a little bit later? I just said after sundown, so. Okay, well, I mean, you're going to be fashionably late or prompt or what? Should be prompt. All right, well, you get to the club. Uh, also, over the course of the day, Loki's Lament has actually given you some of the explosives in another backpack. You're not sure where he gets the backpack and says, you know, you might need this. This is take as much firepower as you need. And he teaches you how to set and detonate these chemical explosives. 
it works on electricity. There's a charge, and he shows you how to make a a very cheap radio trigger. Like he raided a Radio Shack or whatever the German version of Radio Shack is. Radio House? I don't know. So he gives you a quick and dirty course on how to set up this explosive. So you're not by no means are you an explosive expert, but you can do deal with this bomb. Still don't know where you get these, but I don't wish to know. You're better off not knowing. I'm sure I am. All right, and you show up to the club. It's one of the nights where they are not open. Uh, so you show up. There's the door. Knock, knock on the door, ring the doorbell, and you get let in. I'm assuming by Dallas. This is right after sunset. Uh, all right, y'all are at the club. Um, the others should be making their way downstairs soon. I wake up a little earlier than they do. Gilva, having heard the doorbell go off, has her pistol ready. And she kind of peeks out around the corner with it, sees who it is, and nope, <laughs> darts back. I would have to warned you she was coming. Ah, uh, all right, never mind. Retconning the whole <laughs> wouldn't have surprised you. I wouldn't have surprised you with a werewolf. She just she just left a note on your door and said, "Heads up, angry woman with." Harry Legs is coming. Is Dallas's mother visiting? Oh, Dallas's mother is dead. Ow! Yova doesn't know that. Oh. Oh, that's true. She doesn't because Dallas never talks about her. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> Ooh. Keep that in. <laughs> but no, she'll still have her pistol and be like strapping it into a holster on her side. Oh, it is you again. Funny, you look a lot shorter than when I had my gun to the back of your head. Don't aggravate the werewolf. Dill smell just as bad. Or worse. I was just making friendly conversation. Is this not friendly conversation? Jaeger comes out of the bedroom and says, Werewolf. This is Sooth the Spirit. Sooth the Spirit, this is Jaeger. Yeah, Jaeger, not not nearly as as uh, tainted as Yulva is, but he definitely has some taint to him. <sighs> I wish they... You know what? Actually, the explosives do smell better than most of the people in this room, but... We do what we must, I suppose. It's nice to meet you, too. Pleasure, I'm sure. All right, so so what's the plan? I've been like, I don't know, you two just went off all night long. I've just been playing video games. What's going on? Sue's the Spirit is going to be helping us out um, with our journey to um, the Chantry with some help of a little bit of explosive power. Um, and by a little bit, I mean enough to probably level a city block. So wait, we're we're all going to the Chantry with explosives and a werewolf. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with running? I don't want to be anywhere near that place. You know they want me. 
If you want to run, you can run. Oh, hey now. I mean, what are you saying? You're the one implying you're a coward. That's not what I am saying, Yola. I hate to agree with this one, but she has a point. I'm saying that I'm not going to let people who would do what they were going to do to you and what they've done to the people in this city stand. I'm making a statement, for better or for worse. And I understand that it's dangerous, and I understand that it may not be something that you're willing to say as well, and that's okay. Okay, so the situation here is there's basically three women telling Jaeger he doesn't have to fight if he doesn't want to. He can run if he wants to because he's scared of the the prince and what will happen. So I'm going to go ahead... I'm going to make a male ego check real quick. I like that's what you're calling it. While that's going on, Yulva kind of looks at the backpack. Can I see those? I'm, I'm quite fat. The explosives are a hobby of mine. She opens it, but doesn't hand it over. <laughs> There's just a low appreciative whistle. I am you. Whoever your contact is, they are really good. Better than my contact, and that is hard to beat. He is. It's best not to question him, though. That is like Dallas and me. She does not question how I find things. I really don't want to know. I don't blame you. And Jaeger's like, you know, I, no, I'm going. I'm, I'm not running. I mean, I'm not some punk or anything. And he starts walking down the stairs. He's got you know that look on his face. It's like, man, I can do this. <laughs> So Dallas doesn't keep them in her purse. Good to know. Puts a finger up at you, Yulva, and says, one more word out of you, and I can make you uglier. Can you? Russia already did the worst of it, darling. This doesn't help us. Either one of you, this doesn't help. It's a lot like being in your pack, soothes the spirits. Because Jaeger's like growling, too. I did not expect this sort of uh, familiar feeling, but here we are. Oh, surprised that we have feelings? Who knew? And here I thought Dog couldn't speak. Well, it's better than sounding like you, so... Can we not antagonize the lupine in the club, please? Fine. I get stressed. When I stress, I poke. Yes, and... When she gets angry, she kills. And she also has a bag full of explosives. So why don't you put those two together? I mean, technically, those were meant for our club originally, so... Wait, what? They were. So what else haven't you told me? The pack is very upset. After the death That's of for it. Ancestor's Honor. Well, I'm trying to be diplomatic. I'm not very good at it. I'm better at fighting and stabbing and making things blow up. Um, which is understandable. I'd be upset to lose any of you as well. And they are going to be attacking this warehouse on the other side of town. And we are going to hope that Max... Well, Max should go there because that's his job, and they can get revenge on Max for killing one of 
their pack. Jaeger's like, but if we fail and we get caught, we're all screwed. Screwed anyway. In which case, I will be using this to take out as many as I can. Jaeger comes over to you, Dallas, and, you know, with both hands kind of squeezes your upper arms and says, do you think all this is really worth dying for? She looks him dead in the eye. I think you're worth dying for. Okay, not in front of the lupine, all right? There are a few things that I would go to war for in this world, Jaeger. The people I care about is one of them. Well, shit, I guess at this point, things are so far gone, this is the only option we got. It's time to put up or shut up. We've been talking about having a free Heidelberg. Now we have to fight for it. And at this point, there's a knock on the door. It's speed things up. It's Joe. She brought weapons. Ooh. She knows how to treat lady. Joe, this is Suze the Spirit. Suze the Spirit, this is Joe. Um, she nods. Holy crap, the taint coming off of this vampire. She's old, too. You can tell. And she looks at you, and she's probably giving each other eyes. Very lucky. I am the one they chose to send. I don't doubt that. Yeah, whatever. Do you need grenades or what? Ooh, give them. She starts tossing grenades to y'all. I'm not sure if I will be better with claws or with these. Against your own kind? I'd stick with the claws. Yeah. But those of us that don't have natural weaponry, at least it's something to give somebody else something to think about. Well, that's where being a gangrel, and she grins at Jaeger, comes in handy. And these sharp, pointy things. Yeah, Joe has some... Yeah, she's got some combat knives. Things like that. Nothing like from the movie Rambo, but things that are useful. Those are going to be more effective against vampires, too. And Joe only has, like... She just brought a couple of the guns, but she's dismantled them and put them in backpacks. Just because, you know, to carry... You can't really walk through the city of Heidelberg holding guns and grenades. Are you sure? And Joe's like, so... All right. So they're going to hit the warehouse. We're hitting... What? The... The Hexen term? Yeah, that's what we're doing. All right. I, I don't think we should walk. Well, I... Do you, I can... I mean, I can call us a car. Mm, yeah, I don't think we should call it taxi either uh what are you thinking she looks around does anybody know how to hotwire a car i stole car that's how i got sent to a prison camp well we took car and then we crashed it into statue of stalin and painted faces on statue of stalin said that to stalin but you know details yeah it's fascinating but anybody know how to hotwire a car so does anybody here have any dots and larceny Da, hello. Did you not hear I said we stole car? Okay, just making sure. Okay, fine. Just back then, cars were a lot easier to steal. All right, so, Yilva, if you can get us a car, 
will drive out to the, the new new university and I guess take care of business there, but we gotta be quiet about it. She looks over at Sue's the Spirits and says, Do you know how to be subtle? Do your do your people know subtlety? Anything like that? She scared the crap out of me yesterday. Uh she's very good at not being seen or heard when she does not want to be. Indeed. Oh wow, you scared the crap out of Dallas. Wow, that's uh that's difficult. Hey, I'm hard to startle. Ladies, ladies, you're both pretty. Joe flips you off. No, not in your lifetime, darling. And goes out to steal the car. Yeah, just, Joe gets a look of disgust on her face when she just like has that brief momentarily mental picture. She has a Toreador. Yeah. So once outside, she's going to set Stella down and say, all right, so you're delivering the letter to Maria and you are going to stay with Maria. Understood? Until I come and get you. Okay. Good. Sure. I'll, I'll stay with wherever Maria goes. I will be there. Okay. Good. And she sends her little buddy off because she doesn't want her little buddy getting hurt. Um. So what do I need to roll for stealing? Just straight larceny or... Uh, so, well, first thing, you need to locate a suitable car that's located in a place where you can do your work and not be noticed. And then you have to, you know, pull the wires out and start the car so you can bring it around. So do you have any tools that you could use? Or I'm sure there's enough around the club that you can use. Yeah, she would have grabbed the tools from the club because she doesn't she just has her pistol. So let's see, you're, and you need to, this may take a little bit of time. So I need you to give me a composure and larceny roll. Okay. I was going to say, if this doesn't work, also, she does have criminal contacts. So couldn't she get a car that way too? You could potentially reach out to your contacts, but it's. It would take uh, longer. Possibly. Yes. Okay. All right. So. Uh, wits, you said, and... I said com- composure and larceny. All right, one success. Okay, so it takes a little bit longer than you would like. Like, we're talking, like, hour, hour and a half to find a suitable car that you feel safe enough to kind of try to hotwire. But you did succeed, so you eventually find a car, and you open the door and you hotwire it, it starts and you drive it to the club. And in the meantime, back in the club, I'm assuming that at some point in time, people had to separate a little bit before things got out of hand. Alice is probably doing her best to keep peace between everybody. I'm going to have to get some air. Do whatever you need. And so when Sue's the Spirits walks out, Jill looks at you, Dallas, and says, do you think this is a good idea? And she cocks her head towards where Sue's the Spirits left. Do I think any of this is a good idea? I trust her. I think the amount of explosives she's bringing with her is going to be incredibly helpful. If you're having any doubts, you need to say it now. Because once we start this, there's no turning back. Hell, there's probably no turning back already because there's blood. The blood hunts have been called tonight. Yeah, I know. It's it is now or a life on the run of every city we going to 
is not a life. You know, every kindred in the city knows by now. All right. And eventually, Yulva pulls the car around and honks the horn. Beep, 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 beep. Right next to Suze the Spirits. Lovely. And you sound somehow almost as bad as you smell. But at least you are useful this time. I could say the same thing about you. She snorts against the car. Everybody piles into the car. Da. All right. To the university, da. All right. And so uh, who's driving? Yilva, you're driving? I'm the only one who I think has dots in driving. All right. That's fine. So are you taking the a straight direct path, an easy path, or are you like trying to haul ass? I would say the easy path just so they don't get like a cop on their tail or something trying to be a little smart about this. Okay. So you're driving through the town and as you're driving, you get to just a a point in the road where it's not like a big road, but you know, it's a European city. So there's a lot of those little narrow roads that kind of go between buildings and they open up into bigger areas and all that. And as you're coming out of one of those roads, uh, Yulva, I want you to give me a wits and drive roll. Uh, three successes. Okay. And you remembered your hunger dice, right? Yep, I include the two hunger dice in there. Okay, great. So you got two successes. So you react with enough time where nobody or nobody's seriously hurt. But as you pull out of one of these streets, this other car just plows right into you, uh, like T-bones you on the driver's side. And this is Germany. So they drive on the same side of the road we do. And the car just kind of spins out and crashes against uh, another building. All five of you uh, get spun around and slammed around inside this car, having a lot of uh, superficial bruises, contusions, and cuts. And you're a little disoriented. Right, that. Everybody still have limbs. Yeah, what the fuck? No, thanks to your driving. My driving saved us, sweetheart. And puts it into driving, booms off. The car is... It's going to be really difficult to drive this because you were T-boned and, you know, some of the wheels are knocked out of alignment. The car that hit you is there. You see it. It's idling in the middle of the road. Smoke is coming out of the the engine part, but there's nobody in it. That's not good. Shite, 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 shite. Pulls out the knife. I think we are getting company. Lovely. Obfuscated or do we think spirits of words have gone down? As you ask that question, you know, because the windows are busted open and this car is in no condition to drive. Neither one of these cars are in any condition to drive. And you're in this like secluded kind of part of the city and just echoing off the buildings and the walls and through the night air. All you hear is Edelweiss, Edelweiss. And it's just echoing. You can't hear where it's coming from exactly. That's the sheriff. That's the one that took down Ancestor's Honor. Looks like you'll get your revenge soon here, puppy. So that's at a low growl. As the the sound of the engine sputtering starts dying, and Jaeger, the the door falls off, and he just kind of staggers out a little bit. He's like, oh, Jesus, what happened? And you hear echoing in this courtyard area. You hear, 
Dallas, I cannot tell you how long I've waited for this night. Actually, I didn't have to wait as long as I thought it would. You've you've been a very busy, very naughty little girl. Gross. And how's the family, Maxie? You don't really get much of a response at that. And the voice is still, I mean, still, it's echoing. You can't tell exactly where it's coming from. It's like, so I, looks like I get to finish my job early tonight. Which one of you wants to go first? Circle up, back to back. Watch all the spots. And whenever you're ready to grow your claws, you do have to give me a rouse check. Yep. All right. So you all circle up back to back. (laughs) That's cool. I like that visual. And she gets hungrier. Hunger for... You grow your claws and the beast is back. It's like, yeah, now, now it's real time. Now, uh, Jaeger also grows his claws and everyone's looking around and Maximilian's like, who should I choose first? And there's no way to pinpoint where the sound is coming from. Not right now. And the voice says, and Joe is with you. And that's interesting. You are not one of us. I consider that the very good thing. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I don't discriminate. I'm kind of like a force of nature, if you if you want to think of it that way. Or the the avenging hand of God. Or just just really, really, really pissed off avenging angel. Your wife must get so tired of hearing you drone on and on and on. Maybe I should pay visit to her. Make her pretty like me. I have no idea what you're talking about, Nosferatu. Oh, I know your secrets, Maximilian. All three of you, you see this happening, but it happens really fast. So Maximilian materializes in front of Jaeger, grabs him by the shirt, flings him backwards through a building, and then vanishes again quickly. She'll rattle off the address. Yeah, at this point, he screams in anger. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun with them, Maxi. Maybe I'll leave you their heads in the garden. All right, so... He's obfuscated. None of you have all specs. Uh, well, let's see. Let's let's see if somebody can help. Oh, Jesus. Joe does say, you'll have to watch out. Move. So you do have an opportunity to dodge. Uh, let's see. So give me... Do you have the dodge skill? Okay. So just give me a dexterity roll then. Joe told you to move. You're going to try to move and you're going to see if you can get Max to miss you. Two successes on a hunger die. So messy crit or messy success, whatever that is. So you got two tens and one was on a hunger die or at least one was. Yeah. So that's four successes and a messy critical. Great. Wow, he only got three. So you so you succeed in much the same way a wild animal does. So you you probably just leap straight up, flip it land like superhero land like behind Max as he he went to strike at you, so he appeared and he's got his bayonet out and he looked like he was aiming for your neck. 
And so he's there. So she's right behind him, three-point crouch. She's going to stab him straight through the back, like try and aim at the heart. <laughs> okay, so what's everybody else doing? Uh, I already have claws out. She's going to try and dig her claws into his eyes and blind him. Okay, so he's going to be going up against multiple attackers. So he's every defense roll that he has for each attacker. We're going to be subtracting a dice each time. Uh, let's see. Let's just do Dallas's first. So give me a is it a strength plus brawl and add two for the claws. He's going to try to parry with his bayonet. If we kill him, I want to bury that bayonet in his... Three, three successes. I'm not rolling particularly well tonight, but three successes. You can uh, use a point of willpower. I think I'm going to use a point of willpower. Um, I forget if that... Does that mean we roll everything or add a success? I can't remember. You can re-roll three dice that were failures, but not hunger dice. Okay, so I can re-roll two dice then. All right. I'll just grab them out of my thing. Uh, five successes. Yeah, five successes. All right, so Maximilian got six successes. So you go to claw at him, and he manages to take his knife and just at the last minute nicks you in the arm. So your claw goes wide, and you take, well, it's halved, but you can't take less than one damage. You take one point of bashing damage to your arm. He just puts a big gash in it, and he starts backing up. Uh, let's see. Well, he starts backing up at a at an angle so he doesn't back up straight in the Ulva. Uh, soothes the spirits. Are you doing anything in particular? Yeah, I have to ask questions though. Oh, <laughs> I'm not as I'm not as Go familiar ahead. with the forms yet. Uh, she has zero interest in talking right now. So whatever would give her the best combat situation right now, she so, would shift yeah. into that. Krinos so, time! Were werewolves have a war form. It's called Krinos. It's the nine-foot-tall, hairy killing machine form. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, it's metal as fuck. Yes. And werewolves do have an ability, if they tap into their rage, they can shift instantaneously and attack. Yeah. I, I remembered that part, but I just don't know the forms as well. So, she would shift into Kronos. She would use the one rage to do so instantaneously. You shift instantaneously. Everybody else just sees, soothes the spirits, just there's this sickening, like cracking, tearing, shredding sound as she just gets way bigger, real fast, faster than you can blink. And she's just large. Her claws are, are big and wicked and she's snarling and she's just ready to kill. And so you're going to attack? Yes. This is the one she wants. <laughs> yes. So your war form gives you a boost to your stats. So that would be strength plus brawl for the claws. So you would be rolling about, oh, goodness, eight dice. Once Yolva sees this, she kind of looks over at Dallas and is like, I'm very glad big murder puppy is on our site. I don't know that I'd call her a puppy. Fine, big murder wolf dog. Better? Less talky, more stabby. I got six. Yes, yes. <laughs> got six? Yes. 
All right, well, he only got four, so you rush in and you claw him up. He takes two damage, and, and werewolf claws do a significant amount of damage to anything. So you just rake him across the chest and just tear the front of his shirt off, and he just, like, he staggers back a little bit. He doesn't, usually when you claw vampires or, or anything else, they kind of yell out in pain, but he just takes a step back and looks a little dazed and sees you, you're gigantic, and is like, oh, this is going to be so fun and interesting. He just looks happy now. <laughs> Maybe I'll add your head to my collection. All right, and let's see. Joe is going to try to do Toreador things to him. All I can imagine now, just thanks to LA by night is a what not to wear episode with Joe and Max and Joe critiquing his whole entire outfit and telling him what's wrong with it and him taking aggravated psychic damage. So yes, she uses vicious mockery on him and Joe in faster than you can see. She sprints forward and tries to shoulder check him, but he spins out of the way. And basically you just blink and it looks like she goes from where she was standing next to Dallas to behind Max. She didn't hit him. All right. And so we are going to go into the next round. Jaeger went through a building. He's out of the fight for now. Uh, Yulva, is there anything special that you're doing? She's just going to try and stab him in the back, like try and get it up to the heart, maybe induce torpor if she can. All right. So give me a dexterity plus melee roll. Add one die for your weapon and tell me what you get. Two successes. All right. So you go to stab him. He spins around and sinks his bayonet into your chest, Yilva. <coughs> you take... So you said you did two. So you take three points of bashing. Well, sorry. Sorry. It's halved because it's a knife. You take one level of bashing damage. Got it. Oh, oh that was love tap, Maxi. You losing your touch. First, I take your ghoul. Then I take your wife. And I'll make your children mine, too. Wait till you see where I shove this next. Oh, fourth play. Kinky. All right, and we'll just stick with the order that we were. So we'll just have everybody attack, and the way it works in V5 is if you want to attack, the other person you're attacking gets to dodge or parry, and if they're parrying, it's basically both of you make attack rolls. Whoever gets the more dice does the difference in damage. All right, so let's see. Let's go with Dallas. You going to claw him again? Yeah, she's going to claw him again. Okay, tell me what you roll. Here we go. Nothing. Get him, girl. Five successes. Two tens on the hunger dice. Messy Ooh, critical. Messy critical. Messy critical. The dice gods want Max dead, Chad. He's going to die. Fucking hell. Uh, seven successes? Yeah, seven successes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Don't fuck with the people I love. I will destroy you. Yo, was just like, I was holding him in place for you, Dallas. I got him lined up. <laughs> so he took a superficial level of damage from Yova. Uh, he took some damage from the werewolf. 
already, and he took four damage from Dallas's claws, which do not get halved. Mm-hmm. All right, so you... Okay, so you you basically just lash out and just in this, this screaming animalistic frenzy, you basically completely eviscerate, you disembowel him. You leave his desiccated organs splattered all over the cobblestones of this street area. And the noise that you create wakes up an awful lot of people. Oopsies. And at this point, he kind of he he kind of goes down on one knee. And right now, Dallas, the smell of his blood is is just overwhelming you. I want you to give me a willpower roll. Oh God! You my have a current? hunger of four. Yeah, my you have a hunger of four. Fuck. Yeah, give me your current willpower roll, which is three right now. Two successes. That's all you needed. Just the smell of blood when hungry. That's all you needed to to resist. Now your beast is saying, devour him, suck him dry, kill him, take everything from him. You can choose to resist if you want. You are not at the power of the beast right now. Stat boost. Hang on, I'm gonna have to I have to think for a second. Okay, well, while you're thinking, he's gonna he's gonna talk a little bit while you're thinking. He's down on one knee, he dropped the bayonet. He's like, wait. Wait, wait, wait. If you kill me, you'll miss the surprise. Choking on his own blood right now. Yolva picks up the bayonet and levels it under his chin to hold it up. What surprise, little Maxi? He smiles as his big toothy fanged smile and says, you don't think the prince knows what you're planning tonight? A little birdie told us. You're not going to win. That warehouse is already being fortified as we speak. Zeus the spirit, I believe you wanted revenge. She snarls. Night, night, Maxi. I'll be visiting your family soon. Do you want to give him one chance? Because he does have the obfuscate power to vanish from plain sight. So let me, yeah, I think it's a contested roll. I need everyone to give me a wits and awareness roll. Two successes. Five. Three. Maximilian will be spending a point of willpower. Roll badly. Yeah. Roll badly, dice. Fail, 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 fail. Yeah, that does not count as a win since he had to beat you. So he did not happen. So, but actually, everybody else, to everybody else's eyes, it appears that Max also vanishes in thin air, but Sue's the spirits. You see him. What do you do to him? Fuck him up! She would try to rip off the head. Okay. So, in your war form, your hand is enormous. So, you basically just wrap one hand around his head and go to tear it off. And right before you do, you're the only one that can hear this because his obfuscate is not affecting you. But you can almost swear you hear him say, Oh my god, now I can feel right before you rip his head off. Everybody else who was observing this, you saw Max vanish and your your memory was starting to get clear. You're like starting to wonder whether Max was really there to begin with or not. And then, oh, nope, he's there because you see his decapitated body start to quickly rot and mildew in the middle of the road right now in front of this giant ass werewolf. 
I am very glad big murder wolf puppy is on our side. I am glad I was able to get you your revenge. Jaeger comes running out of the building he came through. He's like, okay, all right, where's he at? Well, now you show up. She holds up Bitch, the head. I got flung through a building. You, you hold, hold up his head, which is quickly turning into like decayed ash skull, and it's starting to kind of goop through your fingers. It's like, ugh. Okay, and Jaeger sees you. Are you still in war form? Sues the spirits? Uh, she she stayed in war form until until it starts to really crumble, then she'll drop it. Okay. Jaeger, yeah, Jaeger's just looking at you for a bit. He's like, that. I've never seen that before. That is terrifying. Wow. Okay, so now what? Well, it sounds like they may know we're coming. Um, do we need to divert to the warehouse to help your pack? I would hate to have any sort of accident on that on, on, for them on their on our hands. Wait, they know? Max said they know. Someone told them. Who told them? Who would tell them? A little birdie. I don't know. Sophia, probably. She's like me. She can get into places anywhere. Well, shit. And then all of you hear the this loud explosion happening on the other side of town. Oh, maybe they don't need our help. Just the spirit. It's your pack. Do you want us to go help? You've gotten revenge on one of them. I promise if other one is there, I will use this. And she waves the bayonet and puts it through heart for you. I'm trying to think if she would trust them to have it. Because she was sent to do this. You do have your orders. Do you still feel that we can end this? With him dead, I feel more confident that we can end it. That's for sure. With them knowing that we are coming. I don't think they knew about the explosives. That is hard to uh, foresee. It is always fun to shake up plans with a bang, no? It is indeed. And if there's more people fortifying the warehouse, there's fewer people fortifying the tower. My pack can hold that on. All right. And we will see just how accurate that assessment is when we reconvene next time. Holy shit, you guys, we killed Max! Took you all long enough. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs.